Welcome to episode 49 of Crave the Book. In today's episode, Amber and I cover chapters 29 through 32 of Tracy Wolf's Covet. And in this episode, we kind of finish things up with the blood letter, but we also get some shocking revelations that Grace has yet to figure out. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. All right, guys, we have news, news today. Um, But first, it's episode 49. Um, Next week will be our 50th episode, and I know that we just did a giveaway, but Amber, do you think we should do another one of our faction hoodie giveaways for our 50th episode? Well, not only are we um, doing episode 50, but I also think we're at 20,000 downloads. Yeah, yeah. Last I checked, we were like right there. And last week's episode did not upload to Spotify and all the podcast apps. I I don't know why, because it was in our system. Like I went and I saw that the episode was there, but the file was gone, which doesn't make sense because you can't even post an episode without a file. So it's like they deleted it or something. I don't know. But either way, I did get it fixed. But if you guys ever notice that there isn't an episode uh, posted on all of the, you know, on all of the podcast apps, it will always be on YouTube unless we have decided to take a week off. But tag us in the Crave the Book podcast tea room. I think that somebody commented on one of the threads I'd already started. I will likely not see that. Tag me directly, just at Starlamore, um, in our Crave the Book podcast tea room Facebook group, because usually it just means that something buggy has gone on with our podcast service. Um, but yeah, next week, episode 50, tune in. We'll we'll do another giveaway. And I think we should do this upcoming one through Instagram, Amber, because we had we did this one on our last one on Facebook. Let's do the next yeah, one. Yeah, we can on alternate. In, yeah, because some people don't have Facebook. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll 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 plan to host the next one on Instagram. So just keep an eye out for that. We'll give all the rules and everything on our episode in exactly uh one week. So, and our, our other warning for the episode, Amber, if you want to give that warning. <laughs> so the warning is that there may not be just a wolf howl happening in the background. Um, I have a 10 week old puppy that I collected on Saturday and she's still not used to being in her crate. Um, so you may hear some weird chirpy, woofy, howls in the background as she protests yeah um so it was just to let you know that that is what that noise is and i am not torturing a poor poor child <laughs> so listen although to she puppies. does believe so she believes i am well you're not paying attention to her clearly that is torturing. yes she's an absolute madam like i did not <laughs> believe what they said about girls versus boys pixel was just an absolute sop like sweetheart she is a bossy madam. She is like, no, I'm not doing that. And I'm going to protest. So <laughs> you may hear about it. <laughs> not just in this episode, forevermore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so if for some reason this is your first episode, you'll also want to listen for a sound that is going to be a lot deeper than puppy sounds and hopefully uh you know you'll recognize it but amber do you want to let them know what the additional canine sounds that they're going to be hearing (laughs) the uh, additional sound that you need to be listening out for is the alpha hole 
Um, this happens about midway through the episode, and that is to signify that we are stopping with spoiler-free content. Everything after that noise will be based on court and the rest of cover at least. And in the next coming months, we'll also be including charm. So, so we don't want to ruin anything. We don't want to ruin anything for anybody, especially people who are like still waiting for their translations, which I did not know people were still waiting for the cover translations which is oh no for the court translations so that's that's crazy yeah people will have access to charm and there are some people in the world that still haven't been able to read court yet because it's not been translated that's crazy Mm -hmm. well we, we we will try our best and the spoilers today are definitely uh court and i think that for the rest of the book most spoilers will be court spoilers so um yeah just leave when you hear the wolf howl but last we left off grace and hudson had gone to the blood letters cave to try to figure out if there is a way to break the bond between hudson and grace that way they can restore it between grace and jackson and hudson was frozen by the blood letter for not shutting the hell up um and he was being a sass pants. Yeah, he's being extra, extra sassy. And the blood letter kind of dropped a bomb on Grace right, you know, when we ended our last episode, which was that what what how did she say it? Do you remember what her like what the blood letter is? Um, because because of what you really are. Yeah, like, you know, she she was like what you really are. And Grace is like, what the hell am I really? <laughs> Which, <laughs> and then she never gets it answered. She's like, you will find out. You'll see. It's yeah. like, thanks. Thanks for, like, I hate those people who are like, I have this secret. And they're like, oh, yeah, what are you going to tell me? I'll PM you, hun. And you're like, yeah. stop it. Stop it. I'll call stop you it. later. Like, no, now I'm going to sit and think about it the whole time. Yeah. And I, and I know for a fact, I didn't even care. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in this in we this had it case. Re- <laughs> yeah, we had it recently where um like the way that uh like a big news for somebody was so blown out of proportion by how secretive they were trying to deliver the story that the delivery was so lackluster. <laughs> yeah. We're getting <laughs> married. Like, really? oh, was that it? Good for you. Like, oh. oh no, it wasn't even that. It was like the, the way that they sounded was like she's pregnant, she's leaving her partner, they're engaged. He got somebody else pregnant, but no, no she's got a new job. I was like, yeah. that's rubbish. <laughs> yeah. Um, we also find out that the blood letter has created the bond between Jackson and Grace because. The witches had gone to the blood letter and basically the blood letter promised Jackson to Grace in order to kind of fabricate. It's It's got really, it's kind of like got creepy vibes there that like. It's a little bit, a little bit arranged marriage Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and, the, and the entire time. 
Grace was meant to be with Hudson, but with the bond, apparently when Grace and Jackson touched, because Grace accepted the bond with Jackson unknowingly, um, she was just like, you know, so fascinated touching his face, that that first scene with the chessboard, um, that the bond snapped into place between them, basically eliminating any way for them to ever be mated to someone else. And then... Grace kind of realizes, oh, crap. F- what about Flint? This whole time Flint had kept talking about somebody else that he was in love with. And then she realizes that the reason that Jackson like never had eyes for Flint wasn't because they weren't meant to be together. It was because they were meant to be together. But Jackson ended up made it to Grace. Do you know what's really depressing to think about as well? Is that I was like, oh, well, but had... Jackson's been alive for way longer than Grace. So how long has this fake bond agreement been in place? Um, Because it kind of sounds as though um, Grace's mother was pregnant at the time. Or was literally about to conceive. So Jackson's been broody and dark and twisty for a while. And the blood letter kind of used that as an excuse for a reason like, oh, well, I thought that maybe a mate might cheer him up like you would a child with a cake or yeah, a pet. Obligating another another person to someone else as like a way to cheer like a like here's a teddy bear. Mm-hmm. Um, but it made me think and I was like, OK, so how old is Flint? Did- That's a good question because they all went to middle school together. And I was like, as far as I know, I don't think dragons are aging the same way as vampires. Like, Flint doesn't ever talk about how old he is and how many years he's lived. Same with the witches. But Macy Macy and Grace were together as little kids. She talked about Mm -hmm. in Crave being, like, five. So I'm thinking that Jackson met Flint when the Bond had literally been in place for however many years before they got to school together but that's so sad to think that he was there the whole time so and if the blood letter had just waited a few more years to just then suddenly decide that that was her because i think that was part of her bargain was that yes you can have a gargoyle but she has to then be mated which means that then she also made sure that it would be a female gargoyle yeah never even giving flint a chance yeah like and and then that also would mean that jackson would never even um have discovered whether he was gay or not yeah because his mate wasn't even of the same gender yeah I and I, yeah, was, I was like, I wonder how many years they missed out. They missed that mark by like oh, if only Flint was born a few years earlier. I was thinking about it too. Like Jackson, if we're how old? How old is Jackson? Do we, I don't know. I keep saying hundred nine, but I think that's Edward. <laughs> that's Edward. Actually, Edward know. isn't hundred and nine. They say that in the movies, but he was born during Spanish influenza, so he wouldn't be 109 when the books were written in 2000. 
six. I Either believe. way, your history is like four years anyway. So. Yeah, we have we have a very brief history. Um, <laughs> but my thought process is if Jackson, we'll just say he's a hundred. You know, I think he's older than that, but we'll just say a hundred. If Jackson is a hundred, and he was raised by the blood letter for the, you know. There was an intended purpose of him being mated to Grace. It's almost like... To cheer him up. <laughs> yeah, to cheer him up. He went through an, a, a, a lifetime of loneliness with the, you know, with the goal of being mated to someone else. And then when he got that, he had that little glimmer of happiness but it only lasted like a couple days before Grace got gargoyled. And then yep. a couple more weeks. And before that, crush. he he went and stomped back to the blood letter to get a spell to reverse it. So can you imagine like the blood letter putting all of this in place to then find out that Jackson's like, I don't want it anymore. Get rid of it. Yeah. It's like a stroppy child. Like, do you want McDonald's? Yes, I want McDonald's. And then you do, you traipse into McDonald's. You're like, what do you want? I want a Happy Meal. What with? Chicken nuggets. And then you give it to them and they go, no, I want chicken nuggets. <laughs> I think. Have that, I portrayed <laughs> parenthood perfectly? I, that was beautiful. And the episode title is now Jackson Doesn't Want Chicken Nuggets. Chicky, nu chicky nuggies. Oh, okay. Well, you'll have to correct it. Chicky, I can't correct it. Okay. Well, I'll remember. Chicky nuggies. Reply. Chicky, chicky <laughs> nugs. Chicky nugs. There nug. you go. Um. So yeah, that's the. It gets. The thing is, the farther into the books you read, the more messed up the whole thing gets. And honestly, like, you're not supposed to be mad at the blood letter. Like, everything is supposed to be justified. But at the same time, it's another one of those cases where if you look a little more carefully, you'll realize that she's... Even, even if this had to be, it still wasn't... It's a bit interfery. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little... Because she would never have known whether Grace was destined to be Jackson's true mate anyway. So she would have created a fake bond over something that could have been real. And then that, because like, well, would that then also then mean that they would never be able to form the real bond because there was already one existing... And when you see like that green, black, twisty braid thing compared to Hudson's brilliant blue, sparky, like Sparkles. glittery one, you're like, well, what could have Jackson's bond been like with someone had the fake bond not been created? And that could have been with Grace. But the blood letter decided to interfere before she'd even met Grace. Yeah, she didn't, she didn't give them a chance. Like, like she, she'd like already decided, okay, Grace, um, Jackson needs a girlfriend, so you're going to be his girlfriend. Meanwhile, she is less than a fetus. Yeah, it's. can you imagine like some new parents with their little itty bitty baby like coming in and or, or you know, a pregnant mom 
like coming in and you're just like, you're going to be mated to my son. Yep. Who is not my son. He is the prince of vampires. And by the way, this is what he looks like. You'd be like, no. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and then the blood letter also says like this really sexist kind of like, well, he, I thought he would need to be protecting you. And I thought that that would be, that'd be great. And I'm like, yeah, well, actually, Grace wouldn't have needed protecting had you not put the intrinsic need for her to end up in Katmir in the first place and mate her with the prince of the goddamn vampires. That's true. And, and none of this none of you know her parents being killed none of that would have even that's why leah killed grace's parents so grace could have just lived on her merry way continuing to drink the tea and everything would have been an accountant called boris Boris, or she could have went back to um gabe who we heard about once in what if Heather was her true soulmate this whole time? <gasps> Heather Warecrab. But she never had a chance because she was fake bonded to some other idiot who didn't know what her value was. And all those texts from Heather where she was like, are there any cute guys at your school or girls just asking? Like, what if what if Grace was reading that wrong? What if that was mm-hmm. Heather actually like testing the water like oh have you found somebody else yet there you go that's my new theory oh no now now (laughs) now i'm even more sad for heather ware crab (laughs) um she would have never had a chance (laughs) okay grace doesn't like the clam chowder (laughs) oh no that was that sounds like an episode title but it's it's too gross (laughs) <laughs> i'll right. keep coming up with them don't worry <laughs> just keep them rolling keep them rolling I'm everybody rolling, loved last roll. week's <laughs> all right next notes you're actually all the notes are yours but <laughs> <laughs> yeah guys great stella didn't write a single note <laughs> because you noted everything everything of significance you've already noted okay so there is uh, a bit where grace is suddenly feeling that like earth-shattering realization of what exactly the blood letter is saying and feeling her heart break a little bit more for Jackson for never being able to find his mate but also that he was also standing in the way of Hudson and that at that point she had been treating Hudson as like a wedge between her and her, her mate but actually Jackson was the one that was the wedge um, and she she feels her heart breaking like even more, and she says that she goes over to reach for Hudson because it's the only thing she knows that will bring her comfort. And I was like, finally, she's actually admitting what she wants and what she needs to herself. That she knows what her remedy is, um, just like anybody else who has like any kind of form of anxiety you you have a routine you you know what you need to do to make yourself feel better to bring yourself comfort and she's already self-aware that Hudson is her medication is is her relief and that was really nice but he's not aware of what she's doing and then suddenly wakes up 
And instead of being angry at the bloodletter, which she thinks he's going to be, he's just sat there smiling at her. And she's confused and uh, doesn't know why. But it's because she's holding his hand. He wakes up and she's holding his hand. He doesn't know why and he doesn't care. Aww. He just knows that she is. And I was like, Ooh. And it's, he's it's, so cute. And it's so sad because they are meant to be together, but she's still just because, because she's so darn stubborn about this whole thing. Like, she's still she's still drinking the Jackson Kool-Aid. She's still like, oh, but he doesn't deserve to hurt. When in reality... Yeah, the thing is, she, she could have come away from that. and I mean, He doesn't deserve to hurt, but at the same time... It's not my responsibility could have said, to fix it. It's not, my it's not her responsibility at all. But at the same time, no one is exploring the avenue of, okay, so if this was meant to happen, despite the whole breaking the bond thing and... I am definitely meant to be with Hudson, then someone out there must be destined for him. Why don't we go find them? But they don't. They don't use that as a solution. They keep going like hammer and tongs for the idea that they need to ruin their perfectly good, budding new relationship in favour of saving one that was never meant to happen. And not to and mention, like, if it ugh. was if it was that painful and that like devastating to break the bond between Jackson and Grace when the bond wasn't even real, how yeah. awful would it be to to both Grace and Hudson to break that bond? Because with Jackson and Grace, like it literally shattered them. Like something in their psyche was actually like damaged. I, I don't understand why they're still going as if it's a great idea, because no matter what, if they did break the bond between them and they did remend the bond between Jackson and Grace, it would never be the same relationship because she would always be thinking, but what if, because Hudson is my true mate, no matter what I have done, whether I've tried to save this relationship and stuck a huge giant plaster on it that says mating bond it doesn't mean that we were supposed to be together we were clearly supposed to be with hudson and we're not and she's gonna have to watch hudson also go through the same motions meanwhile seeing her with his brother whether he's happy or not that his brother is finally happy he's still going to lose out yeah it's, it's stupid idea have you ever have you ever heard the quote like getting back with your ex is like trying to put poop back in your butt no <laughs> <laughs> like i mean it's like why would you want it right like have you ever tried to go back to to an ex have you ever tried to date somebody again who you had been broken up with for a period of time it's no it's not good it's not you try you think that you can make it go back to the way that it was but it doesn't I've definitely tried to maintain a friendship with people who were my exes, mostly out of convenience of, okay, we're still going to university together. We're still in classes together. We still need to study together and we've got projects and stuff together. So therefore I am going to try and make an effort on our part to not just be civil, but be a joy to be around. Um, and then, you know, maybe you might want to fight for me. I don't know. <laughs> 
That makes that uh, only works in very specific instances. It it works it in a situation. <laughs> yeah. It works in a situation where both parties out loud and internally agree to each other and themselves that they are better as friends, which seldom happens. In most case, one Amen. person says we're better as friends and the other person agrees, but internally they're saying if I stick around long enough, I can convince them. I can I can, you know, I can keep a little yeah. bit of this. I can keep a part of it. And it doesn't yeah. It doesn't. It becomes toxic. It does because one party wants one thing and the other party wants something different, but they're they're disguising it. But all the feelings are still there, and it seldom works. I've got one ex who I stayed friends with, and my husband and I, you know, stayed friends with him. And him and my husband got really close, and he was a good guy. But all of the others, it's like you gotta you gotta break that off, you know, especially if you've got any attachment to them, because otherwise seeing them with somebody else or them seeing you with somebody else, if there's any jealousy at all, it, it's it's toxic for all parties. And it's better to just not creep their social media and not keep looking in. And in <laughs> yeah, this, don't do that. Yeah. And Unless you want to make yourself feel better, because sometimes, sometimes there are exes that may definitely make you feel better about yourself. And don't, don't date their uh, yeah. Don't date their uh, their family member because that means that you got to go to the Vega Christmas party. Um, like, yeah, you, you got to go to the Vega. Th- well, the, I guess they wouldn't have a Vega Thanksgiving because they're in. We're still right because the parents, the 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 step, the, the in laws, they already hate her. So that's true. Is it? It's not like you broke my son's heart. It's. I don't. I don't think they carry the way. So. Yeah, they 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 hate everybody. Yep. But yeah. <laughs> um. Let's see. Okay. You noted, talking of the circle. <laughs> yeah. You noted this part, and I I got in to note it. I did add one note on this part. So you you go ahead and yes. start. Um. So the blood letter starts talking about the crown as one of the solutions to be able to break the bond. Um, and she said that if with this crown, you would be able to rule the seven circles. And I was like, wait, seven? I thought there was only five five factions. Um, and I was like, who, who else is in it? And then I realized that the answer was on the next page. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, they mentioned mermaids, succubies, and fairies. And I was like, well, that makes eight. And then I added, what about giants? Don't, are they not a part of the paranormal circle? And then, you know, if we even were to fast forward into this book, we know that there are other creatures as well Yep. in this book. So, uh, and, and I'm like, what, what made the elves, mermaids, and succubi lose their place on the circle? Or is it not governed like that? Is like is it like a, a, a an a election kind of process? Um, I don't know. And then Hudson says the elves are really nosy, and I'm like, if they're so nosy, where the frick are they? Yeah, because why haven't we encountered any? There's definitely enough tea within these stories for an elf to be sat there watching, like <laughs> so much drama. Like maybe they watch it like a soap, like they're just on the sidelines. Yeah, I just sat there like watching, like, oh my god, I wonder whether Cheryl gets with Shaniqua. This is going to be amazing. <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> maybe they'll be um, in the Remy spinoff. Maybe I hope so. As I, if there is a siren in this book, I'm gonna be so excited, and I may actually cry with joy. Because um, if people don't know, 
the puppy that I have is now called Siren, um, like the creepy mermaid, not like Nino Nino, well, like Scott's mum thinks. She's oh. like, oh, like Nino Nino. And I'm like, Nino <laughs> Nino. Wee woo. No. Wee woo. Uh, no, I was like, no, like a creepy mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping. I mean, there's just, Tracy's built a world that is, is so big but is also so small because she's only covered very tiny parts of it which means that there's so much more that she could do and that's that's what i hate right is when like for example the harry potter universe how many spinoffs could there be like there could be so many so many there could be so much and and um I mean, even Twilight, I was very upset that Stephanie Meyer, like she she created the possibility of lots more. There's more mm-hmm. out there, more groups. And then you don't get any more. Um, Maybe we'll hear about the Denali tribe from just some fan writer. The, I, I turned to fan fiction just for the sake of getting a little bit more of a universe where I want where I want to know more of an area but tracy is still writing which means that if she really wanted to own this world she could just continue like writing within her own universe or uh like with the forgotten realms you know they forgotten realms books are written within the dungeons and dragons universe which means that any author can write in the forgotten realms as long as they abide by the rules and locations that are already set for the the stories you know what i mean there there is a universal map and and as long as everybody writes appropriately and they follow the rules of like all of the different races and um character traits and locations they can write within that world so it would be really cool to see that get expanded on it would be and i think there's definitely scope for it yeah. Um, I just hope that it doesn't turn into like a Game of Thrones like epic where it just does not ever end. Yeah, where it well, you're we we don't have to there's that's not to say that we have to continue podcasting for the rest of our lives. <laughs> Maybe we could we could name some successes. Of like, okay, you guys, maybe like someone like Phoenix, Mike. There you go. <laughs> this is yours now. <laughs> <laughs> this is the podcasting. We love it, guys. We don't know how many of the books we're gonna do. Um, we no. were, we're going to do charm and we're probably going to do cherish as much as we can like speak about 45 to an hour long every week about the books. We are just a bit concerned that at some point we might just sit in silence for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> there's, no, there's nothing to say. Yeah. We've already said it all. We've said it um, all. So yeah, there's a there's a obviously this whole crown thing happens, and then they leave the blood letter because she's like, you have to do this to get the thingy, and then you have to do this to get the key, and then the key needs to do, unlock this magical kingdom, and, Hudson and then you do totally this, and then you have to sing out. a song, yeah. Um, and they all go back home happily, realizing that they have none of the answers, and Grace's stomach like growls in <laughs> hunger. And uh, Hudson says the line that we have all been saying since the beginning of time is, 
don't you think it's time to pump some actual nutrition into your body? Because she says, ah, oh, it's okay. I've got cereal. <laughs> Mike Newton, get your protein in there. Get the, get the protein in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You cannot so, yeah. live on granola. There's, there are three macronutrients that you need to make sure that your body gets. Fats, protein, and carbs. It's it's not just about caloric intake. You have to get your macros, and then you have to think about your micros, which means can you know you, all can the vitamins. Can you do a meme and get get a meme up on the screen of Mike Newton and the get it to change? Just like gotta get them macros. <laughs> gotta get them macros in there. I'll try. Thirty six minute mark. I will. I will make note thirty six in our. Okay, I'll try to remember to do that. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, um, so Hudson then like runs off um, and uh, he says he's going to bring her some food. He doesn't. Uh, he doesn't. He just leaves. He just Ireland. disappears. He pulls her hat Show. over her eyes. <laughs> and then just disappears. <laughs> just um, runs off. Yeah, and then she lets herself into her bedroom. And he also says that she needs to take a shower. She's like, And she's like, I why stink? do I smell? <laughs> he's like, no, but you're shivering. So oh, I, 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 th- I secretly think that she did smell. Probably. Although... Do you think that they're in that kind of relationship where they are actually honest with each other and they do tell each other they smell? Because I'm definitely in one of those relationships where I want my husband to tell me if I smell. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I woke up this morning. We, Me and my husband were laying in bed and I like rolled over all cute. And he went, your breath stinks. You have the stinkiest morning breath. I'm like, oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to go outside thinking that I smell amazing and pretend all day that i am much loved by everybody that breathes this you smell like an onion (laughs) and i'm wafting like i want my husband to go yo um go put some deodorant on because you stank (laughs) (laughs) um and uh, yeah so she she goes and goes i do actually i do want to shower because um science apparently her shoulders do ache from (laughs) physics of flying um because at some point we were like discussing i was like she seems to be remarkably okay with suddenly flying using muscles she's never used before and then she's like oh yeah yeah i am achy that was just our court of thorns and roses logic which we're we're not allowed to talk about because is it andrea and phoenix are going to be reading a court of thorns and roses yeah, so we can't spoil it for them anymore. Um, no, they're cur- they're currently going through Zodiac Academy. Oh, okay. I'm re- I'm gonna read that next. I know you guys are crazy about those, so I'm gonna read those next. But I, it's just it's one of those books where there are actually like laugh out loud moments, and you look around realizing that you're like those are my favorite a book. And you're like, oh god, please don't look at me. I'm I'm laughing. Yeah, it's it's but, August. Yeah. I re I reread Twilight in august but i realized that i've read it so many times that i'm like just flying through them i'm already like a quarter of the way through new moon i don't know why i reread twilight in august it's i actually think um zodiac would be a good timing to read now because the eighth book comes out in december um and apparently this cliffhanger for book number seven is worse than the cliffhanger between six and seven. Well, it won't take me that long to read seven books. So okay. I've read I've read up until six, and okay. I'm like waiting for the the launch for the for the eighth book to come out, so that I can like blitz through the seventh, go, oh my god, no, and then at least the eighth book is there for ready. <laughs> well, then then by by my timing logic, that means I need to start reading them in October 
If I start in yeah. October and I pace Do myself, it. then I'll okay, cool. I will put that that is on my agenda. Me and me and mm-hmm. my husband are reading Crescent City together right now. So Which I need to read. It's interesting. It's interesting. Imagine Court of Thorns and Roses, but like with cell phones. Cell phones and cameras and cars and it's like kind of cyberpunky. Okay. Yeah, it's interesting. But anyway, okay. Yes. Whoa. Um <laughs> that this is this is the moment. This right here. This is why we love Hudson the most. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. him he he comes back to Grace's room and he has the cheese of all cheeses. Jackson went and had someone else make tacos for Grace. Which and he is, didn't even bring her favorite cookies. No, no. He's he, just the tacos. Yeah. And and Hudson comes in with Dr. Pepper, which we know is Grace's favorite, and cookies, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And and he made her grilled cheeses. Like he yep. he watched YouTube and figured it out. <laughs> like, come on. Which is adorable. And he like mentions it. He says, like, well, I do have a half human mate and oh. she needs to have a sustenance. And I was like, at no point did Jackson actually think about longevity of their relationship. He's like, okay, yeah, cool. My girlfriend needs to eat, so I'm just gonna uh, oh yeah, she's eating, that's fine. She's I'll- he's not gonna go. I can't sustain keep going to get tacos from the same place. Uh, I I should probably learn a bit more about what my girlfriend likes, but he never did. He just filled his room with granola bars. Yeah, which is not not life-sustaining food. You have to get that protein in there. Got to get that macros in there. (laughs) Get that macros in there. (laughs) Um, and yeah, so they're like chilling in a, in the bedroom. Oh my God, Amber, that note. I just now saw it. That should have been the episode title. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm so annoyed. It's one of those like, come on, kiss the kiss already. And, uh, they, they didn't. He reached for the TV remote. The the laptop. He got her. Um, and I said, oh, my God, what a tease. I'm blue bean in here. Blue beaning. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I started writing blue balling and then I was like, I don't know. Have- that's not physically possible. Um, <laughs> bean, blue beaning. Oh, no. I'm stealing that line. That's that's you a- should. You should. That's that's a good one. Totally taking that. And I feel like it is culturally relevant. In, in most places that you would be able to say that and people go, I understand what that means. I get it. I love I love that Hudson just his bliss I don't know if he's blissfully unaware that Oh no, he's not. Or is he doing nah, it on purpose that, to torture that's, her? That's flirting. Not to torture her. I think he wants her to realize that she does actually want it. But he wants her to to be the one to make the move so that he's not interrupting well, I like think- According to him, he's already made it very obvious that he loves her. Well, yeah, yeah. Even but, though she's uh, an idiot, hasn't. she's just like, oh, he wants to break the bond with me because he doesn't want to be mated to me anymore. Like, it break, Grace. Yeah. Idiot. Like, well, both of you need to communicate more. My 10-year-old thinks that Grace is an idiot. <laughs> like She is. She, <laughs> she is. The ten- but isn't most people when they first fall in love? Like, most people are idiots. That's true. That's very, very true. And even if it's like 40, 50 years down the line and you're falling in love again, 
You turn into an idiot again. You're still an idiot because it's learning how to communicate with somebody that you haven't already had that experience with. You reset. You have a full factory restart on your brain. Yeah. And that and then like you try to talk. Even if you've dated like somebody and you've got because I was with a guy for six years, was totally comfortable with him. But then when I started dating my husband, I was back to just being an idiot. Like, <laughs> yep. Falling. And sex is the same. It's always like, yeah, it could be it could be great and you could be free and wild and you don't need to even ask each other questions of like, is this okay? Do you like this? But at the same time, it can equally be clunky with the person that you actually are supposed to be with and that you love because there is gonna be moments where not everything is is instinctual. <laughs> yeah. It it's okay to be an idiot sometimes when you're falling in love. Because those are the moments where actually they're learning points where you're like, oh, I was an idiot. They actually meant this. And I took it as this, which actually then gives you more insight into how you think rather than how they think. It's it's also important to, because I know we have a lot of young listeners, it's also important to take a step back and sober up. Like, let yourself be an idiot. But then when you're alone and like you're back at your own house and they're back at their house, like let yourself sober up and run the situations through your head and try to think logically about them just to make sure that it isn't. I mean, because it really is. We we run on instincts. We're animals. Um, mm-hmm. Make sure that you are still OK with the decisions that you've made. That way you have a little bit more say in your instincts the next time around. Yeah. And you're not just letting yourself make decisions that you wouldn't normally make. Because that's not that's not good either. But sometimes when you're in the moment, you're like, well, I'll make a sacrifice for you, which is where like unplanned pregnancies come from. <laughs> yep. I also find that it's a really good practice to, even if you're embarrassed by what you want to say, save it and send it in a text because you, you might not have the confidence to say it out loud. But when you go home and you're still reminiscing about that night and you're still thinking about it and you want to say how much you enjoyed that night but you might not have said it in that moment when you left, make sure to send that to them because it proves to them that you're still thinking about it even after you've got home. Yeah. And that sometimes means more than when you're about to leave and say, I had a really nice night tonight. And you're like, yeah, me too. It's kind of, that's just passing comments. Like that is just courtesy but if it's a few hours later and you've just you've had a date that day and it's like in the evening and you get a text and say like, i had a really great day today that makes you go oh my god they're still thinking about it they're still thinking about me and they took the time to message me about it yeah yeah and in few words too because at the same especially if it's like a first date you don't want to like bombard somebody with like six paragraphs about why it was so great <laughs> either because then yeah. they're like oh god <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you also don't want to do that. Like, I had a really great time tonight. Or I didn't if you didn't. It's okay if you didn't. And then start going down that <laughs> rabbit hole because they didn't reply to you. Because that's what I do. <laughs> like, I can change my entire mindset if you didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> I can hate it too. <laughs> in, in reality, they were like t- just taking a poop or something. Thank <laughs> like, God. Yeah. It's like, there's me thinking uh, with somebody else because they've already bored of me. <laughs> All right. Right, should so we move on to the two spoilers? The tuna Super spoilers? Specific. The tuna. 
Did you say tuna spoilers? I heard tuna spoilers. Two little spoilers. The tuna spoilers. Let's. The tuna spoilers. I'm going to note the 47 minutes. I can see your little face and it has a little tiny speech bubble. (laughs) Our note taking system. I don't know why that makes me laugh. (laughs) I'm trying to note the times that we start spoiler section. Okay. All right. You go right on it. Yeah, there. Two, there are two, two, two little tuners. Two tuners. Um, <laughs> two tuners. Um, one of which is the blood letters clears her throat after talking oh, about the unkillable beast no. in like a poor little thing. Yeah, she she <laughs> says that poor creature locked up in the cave, and then she like she stops and has to like collect herself. Mm-hmm. Oh god, it's it's kind of sad, but at the same time, she's a bitch sometimes. So. She could it's just okay if she said. Yeah, it, here's the thing. At this point, she could just tell Grace everything. Oh, yeah, you know that thing that's locked up in the cave? Yeah, that's actually my husband. He's the king of the gargoyles. To be honest, I don't I don't know why she doesn't. There there's literally no reason why she doesn't. No, except for a really good novel. It's, yeah, it's it's for the sake of the book. Um yeah, there's literally no reason why she doesn't just even if it was Hudson was still frozen because she didn't feel confident to tell them. Um, she could have absolutely just gone, okay, here's the deal, and then just says everything. Like she's even saying, like, oh, but yeah, to be able to free him, you need to find the blacksmith. Uh, but I don't know where the blacksmith is. Yeah, it's like does she really not know? I don't think she does. I think that is? I think her sister is the only one who knows. But she just, but surely she would say, oh, maybe you can ask my sister. I think she hates her sister, doesn't she? Yeah. And then she could also send her granddaughter to this great auntie saying, okay, so you should go and ask my sister. However, do not in any circumstances make a deal with her because she's a conniving little bitch and will make sure she gets her reward. But she doesn't. She just goes, yeah, you, you, you can find it out yourself, surely. You're resourceful. Ugh. She's she she underest she underestimates how incompetent Grace truly is. <laughs> she does. Like we're all for Grace. I love how she also we're- said that Finn Finn is the one that's also helping to protect Grace. Finn ain't done shit. He has literally not done anything. He didn't even he didn't even tell Grace that the that the paranormals were it's real until <laughs> yeah until after she was already nearly killed multiple times. Yeah. And that was only because Macy told her. That's true. Macy did tell her. Yeah. I mean, Finn's a failure. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Hashtag um. not Dumbledore. <laughs> um, all right. I mean, may- maybe this isn't the role that we want for our favorite act. <laughs> what? Brendan Fraser? Oh, yeah. he's so sweet. I want Brendan Fraser for Finn, guys. Please keep... Not Patton Oswalt. No, not well. Poor Patton Oswalt. I feel bad for him too, but he's he would not be a good Uncle Finn. Brendan Fraser no. for Finn. He needs it, guys. Have, if you guys haven't Googled what has happened to this poor man over the years, Google it, <laughs> he's, he's and then really you, dem- sad. you demand you demand that Universal cast poor freaking Brendan Fraser as Uncle Finn. He needs this, guys. He needs this. He needs to be our Carlisle. <laughs> Speaking of casting, I I get so amused and also simultaneously annoyed at all of the fan castings for Jackson and Hudson because they're so old. 
that they're all so old and they're all so cliche. Like, oh, we should use Damon Salvatore. And I'm like, really? Ian Somerhalder is like 40. Henry Cavill. I'm like, what? Yeah. Um, and uh, let's be honest, guys, they're going to use someone completely new that we haven't seen before because they want to give somebody a new shot. They're not, It's a, if it's a fandom, those people will only ever, like Ian Summerholder is only ever going to be seen as David Salvatore. Um, just like, um, give me another name. Daniel Radcliffe. D- yeah, Daniel Radcliffe. He, like, as much as he can act and do any other role, he will only ever be seen as Harry Potter. Um, and I just, I, I think that they're going to do one of those castings where it, it is a, go ahead, just that that it's going to be them. But whoever it is is only ever going to be Jackson and Hudson and Grace. But at the, on the on the bright side, it means that they will be heartthrobs. Exciting, yeah, yeah, new and exciting. But they're they're guaranteed to be heartthrobs, similar to. Um, but jailbait for me and Stalin. <laughs> similar to um, Edward Patton, Edward Pattinson, Robert Pattinson, and Taylor Lautner. They yep. are for. I mean, if you go to their well, Taylor's Inst. I don't follow Robert Pattinson's on, on Instagram. I don't know if he even has one. But Taylor Lautner. She should message him saying, "Hey, I have your coat. <laughs> I have your coat. <laughs> you left your coat. I have your coat." <laughs> no, Taylor Lautner. Though, if you go into his comments. Um, it's just all people like, oh my God, Jacob. Yeah. Like he's not Taylor. No. He's Jacob. Yeah. 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 You can't. He's going to be a new person. He embraces it though. Um, I love that. Whereas Robert Pattinson like, like tries to get away from it. Yeah. Taylor Lautner like still like embraces the meme, which is what you should do. If you try to push away from the meme, the meme. Surely you made a fortune from it. Like. Even if you hated the book and hated the role and thought that it was really cliche, I'm sure that like Jamie Dorner doesn't really scoff at the money that Fifty Shades made him. No, and he became like a freaking like sex icon. Though I haven't seen him in anything else. He doesn't need it. He's in his basement. <laughs> he's in his. Ba- he's in his. He's in his playroom. <laughs> I would be <laughs> in his playroom. It's like all that stuff I learned. <laughs> <laughs> all that stuff I learned. <laughs> you know how, like, you know when you do like a fight scene in a movie, and you're an actor or an actress, and they get the martial arts person in to give you schooling. He definitely had some teaching, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, there's all if you watch Fifty Shades, there's all those butt plug tales on the wall behind him, and he never mm-hmm. uses those in the books or the movie. So he's they've got to be used no, for something. But maybe he used them in Once Upon a Time as the wolf. <laughs> Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You got one more note. I do have one more. Um, So I said the setup for the prison is so goddamn convoluted. It's like, well, you got to do this and you got to do this and then you got to do this. And then to find the end of the quest, you got to find the key. And then to find the key, you need to find this person. And the person, I don't know where he is. But then you got to go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. Uh, the prison is my favorite place. I know that sounds really depressing, but the prison is genuinely my favorite place because um, the, the the way that Grace goes in completely, uh, good, like what what we're we going into, thinking that she's going to go into like human prison. <laughs> I and uh, they're like basilisks and all sorts there. And she's like, what the hell are these things with sunglasses? 
I know. I like. I I love. Okay, so first reading through. Obviously, the dragon court scene is is my favorite. But mm-hmm. the prison, like first read through, there was this dread. But I'm like, oh, she'll they'll get out of it quickly. No, most of the book is spent in that prison. In the prison. And yep. like, I think that it's the what what I love most is the utter despair. And I'm reading, I'm rereading New Moon, and last night I realized that Edward breaking up with Bella didn't hurt me enough. So I <laughs> put on my headphones and played rain sounds and put, like, d- I just drowned the rest of the world out and reread it because it, I needed it to hurt that bad. And that's how I feel about the prison. Like, when I read those scenes, I want to be isolated so that I, it can hurt me appropriately. Yeah. Do you Do you do that when you read? Do you make sure that, like, the setting is perfect no. so that scenes hurt you the right not, amount? Not really, because I very, very, very rarely read the same book twice. Oh. Um, there are a few books that I obviously do. Um, <laughs> Just a few. But uh, there, it is very rare that I read the same book twice. And if I do, it's because I can preempt certain scenes and know to put it away for a few days to come back to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I know that I really want to read... Um, Aragon, for example, I can blitz through Aragon until Inheritance, and then Inheritance, the last few scenes, um, they, they break me because it's so annoying that he never ends up with the girl. So annoying that like four huge fat off books, and he doesn't get any. I, you don't have what? that impulse as somebody with anxiety to go back to the things that comfort you because they're predictable? Uh, no, because they're not predictable because I've mostly forgotten about all of the scenes that oh. <laughs> made them up. I, like, uh, movies are the same, where I don't really like watching the same movies again. I'll put it on as background noise if the other person wants it. Um, like, Atlantis seems to be one of these movies that my friends always want to watch. And uh, we'll put it on, and it's one of the greatest movies ever made. Love it. I don't watch it when it's on, though. That's interesting. And I wouldn't be able to... If you gave me a puzzle piece of all the scenes, I wouldn't be able to put them in the right order. Oh. Yeah. And yeah, it would be a movie that I've watched the most out of all of the movies. It's interesting about twilight in particular when it comes to like sequence of events is i have consumed it in five different formats original book graphic novel life and death which is the gender swap the movie and then midnight sun i have consumed this story in five completely different formats the only thing that i haven't had is the audiobook so technically there are two more formats three more formats I actually think that you've also had it in the olfactory sense for just breathing in Edward Cullen's coat. Yeah, yeah. I I, I have it. I have. You inhaled the story. I have. I've huffed it. <laughs> <laughs> On that note. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much for hanging out. Um, make sure to tune in next week. We're going to do another crave faction hoodie giveaway if you're interested as to what those look like you can head over to the crave the book podcast tea room group on facebook be sure to send a request to join that hang out with or with us in there chitty chitty chat and check 
uh, I mean, you might have to scroll for a while, but there should be a post that shows off all of the different Crave hoodies. I have not yet heard back from Entangled Teen about uh, possibly getting licensed for those hoodies, but I will keep you guys posted if I hear anything. They're blue bean in us. They are blue bean in us. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening, and we will see you next week for episode 50. Bye-bye.